Hey, Steve, what's the weather like over there? Kind of clammy. Oh, it's kind of clammy here too. Wait, what time is it over there? 14.24. Holy shit, it's 14.24 here. Oh my god. Steve, are we in the same country? Wait, let me just look over this cushion. It's... Uh, oh my god, oh we're in the same room! We're touching. Oh, gross. This is really weird. This is really weird. Can I be honest? I, I don't like it. <laughs> I've, I've never been more aware of my mouth and the sounds that my mouth makes. I don't even have the pop mic. <laughs> yeah, so we're back in the same country. We're both... <laughs> I can't podcast when you're looking at me like this. I want to know what's going on when you're doing this over there. We built a, a shitty little home studio setup, which is mostly just living room cushions stacked around us. So we're basically recording this from inside a little fort. I kind of feel like this is where I might end up if I keep making the same choices I have. Just padded ah! walls. I like to think of it as like a little blanket fort. If you notice on the outside, I hung a sign that says no girls allowed. Yeah. So... And it's working. It's working. It's been working working my whole life. (laughs) Do you remember remember how to podcast in person? No, it is so weird. It is so weird. (laughs) It's so weird. I'm so used to just being in a room by myself. And my setup is, I've got, my now setup is, I've got a coffee, I've got a beer, I've got yogurt and I just kind of fluctuate between the three. And, and what I, do you have now? You got seven up because you're back seven, in Ireland. I got seven up in a, in a shitty plastic green cup because I'm back. I'm back in Ireland. Back in your mom's house. I'm back in my mom's house. Is that the same one you used to get for lunchy times when you were a kid? Actually, yes, it was. It was. It was my childhood <laughs> cup. It's your sippy cup. Yeah. You so. don't have to have like the little thing on top of it. You don't tell, spill, I don't tell you proof. How, I don't tell you how to live your life. You don't tell me how to live mine. For example, I haven't questioned the fact that you evidently start recording the podcast, but naked. When did that start happening? That's how I do it. <laughs> that's always how I do it. Yeah. Well, that's how I'm always so raw and to the truth. Oh, Jesus Christ. The naked truth. <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm back from America. We're back in the same country for what? One or two episodes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going off to the Queen's country. And then we're going off to the Queen's country to another country that seems to have its shit together. Yeah. And it'll just, you know, be nice, boring politics from there on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually have something written down in my notes here. Steve, ask me to rate my time in America. Uh, hey, Richie, what was your, what, how would you rate your time when you were in America? Steve, I would rate it five stars out of 50. Oh. <laughs> no, I actually love Sassy my- European over on this <laughs> side now. Digging on the Americans. You were like asking people in the bar, oh, where are you from? America? What about Trump? <laughs> no, I love my time over there. I just thought it'd be funny to give five stars out of 50. It would seem like a really pretentious way of critiquing America. It's pretty mean. Uh, speaking of mean as well, I watched the uh, drone video that you made on your exit, your yeah. departure. You put it on Facebook. Yeah. It's like a really nice, beautiful shot of the drone flying away, showing you standing on a hill in San Francisco. Yeah. And then you had like text going over. Uh-huh. It's like, goodbye, uh-huh. so long. Cheers, good luck, yeah. Uh, what's the Irish one? <laughs> I forget. Uh, song of Foil. Song of Foil. And you I actually said is. Song of Foil, not Foil. <laughs> I speak Donegal Irish. When I remember how. Yeah. And then you also said, good luck with Trump. I did, yeah, I did. That was kind of mean. That was like a little dig. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> what, do, you not, do you not wish Americans good luck with Trump? Do you not think they need good luck? 
That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to rub it in their face when I'm like backing out of the room, giving oh, everyone do. the finger like, <laughs> yeah. onto the fucking jumbo jet. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did leave the country in a worse state than I found it. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Actually, has anything happened since you left? Uh, I left. I got in on Tuesday. So what happened? This is, this is, we're recording this on June 23rd. It's going up a little later. Yeah. I got in on the 20th. Yeah, there's no point talking about Okay, yeah, no, I don't. Well, no, that happened in the meantime because uh, I haven't paid any, any attention to what happened over there. Oh, um, Burger King came out with a Lucky Charms milkshake. That happened since I left. Jesus. Which, if you listen to our last episode, is quite is quite uh, relevant. Look like flavored like Lucky Charms. Uh, yes, I haven't I haven't done a deep amount of research on it. I just got some messages from my American friends who said, no, "Richie, don't leave." They were using this as a reason <laughs> to not leave. But it's it's just like a tall, shitty. Milkshake with Lucky Charm bits in it, so. Okay, so it's like the Oreo milkshake, but with Lucky Charms. Yeah. Okay. But far, far worse. Yeah, because yeah. Lucky Charms are... I oh, actually enjoy them. How many boxes do you... Wow, oh my God. <laughs> I just yeah. looked at the side and... <laughs> you notice my parents' house is actually just built out of Lucky yeah. Charms. <laughs> I didn't realise you live so far in the countryside as well. Yeah, it's in the middle like of nowhere. Proper rural. Right before we started recording... um. You asked, do I have any Wi-Fi here? And I said, yes, but my sister took it. (laughs) (laughs) We have Wi-Fi. We have Wi-Fi. We have a little box of internet, a little small white box of internet. And she took it with her to Dublin because she's going to to my nan's and they don't have Wi-Fi there. (laughs) Portable Wi-Fi. It's, it's only something that makes sense when you, when you don't grow up in civilization. But Yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Like um, Donegal is just as rural as this, and we only got the proper broadband recently. But yeah, we still haven't gotten proper broadband. Bro- no, bro- proper. I can't even pronounce it. That's how little exposure I've gotten <laughs> to. I've been in Silicon Valley for three years, and I still can't say broadband. <laughs> That's how unfamiliar I am with it, based on my rearing here. Mm. So, we're not drinking today. No, it's a bit too early in the day, and I have to drive back to Dublin. I've driven all the way out here to yeah. see your fine house. Me and Ted, the Labradoodle. Yeah, we're, we only have Labradoodles on this show. Only Labradoodles. It was a border collie once, but we no, nope. we, we kicked her out. She <laughs> and she wasn't allowed to come today. Only Labradoodles. Only Labradoodles in the show. He is presently sleeping. Actually, do you know what the most adorable thing? The most adorable thing happened when we were setting up. I was getting my levels on my mic. So the dog's name is Ted. Um, and I was testing my mic levels. I was going test, test, test. And I felt this heat on my lap. And I looked down and Ted had pressed his head against my lap because he thought I was calling it when I was saying test. So your dog's dumb. But he makes up for it by being incredibly adorable. <laughs> he, like he didn't. Even, he could have been saying avocado, avocado, avocado. Oh, look, he got up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, there he is, right beside me. But well, that's because he loves avocados. Does he? Yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why your dog can't afford a, a house because he's eating avocados. <laughs> wow. Was Which, that a thing that happened over? Here? Is that a story that got prevalence over here? Came from the UK, didn't? No, was it an Irish comment? I can't remember. Someone said it anyway, didn't they? They said kids can't afford houses. Millennials can't afford mortgages because they're too busy buying $7 avocado toast or whatever it was. But who was it that said it? Was it Australia? Oh, maybe it was it Australia. It was Australia. Yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $7 for an avocado toast actually seems okay in Australia. I was going to say, in San Francisco, that's a fucking steal. <laughs> that's <laughs> And the, like the New Zealand or the Australian dollar is actually pretty weak. So that'd be like... Like three euro fifty. I mean, I think you'd be stupid I'd not pay, to buy. I pay fifteen euros for my avocado toast. Steve, most of my investments, I've invested heavily in avocado toast futures. A lot of bonds tied up in that industry. So, fingers crossed, I'm gonna get multiple houses out of it. 
That's how it works. I don't know how investment works. That's, yeah, okay. So you just bought a load of avocados and toast. I love avocados. You see, you just, but you look bought, over by the Lucky Charms. Oh, that's see all, all the those avocados. Oh, yeah, that's not how it works. That's my that's my pension right <laughs> over there. It, your pension is melting on the floor. I like the way I'm pointing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at clearly nothing. <laughs> no, the avocados and Lucky Charms. Yeah, that's how that's how evocative this audio medium is. <laughs> um, so what are we... We're not talking about news because we're recording this in advance. Yeah, we're not going to get it out for a while. So there's like... The way the world works these days, you can talk about something today and by the time our episode comes out like a day and a half later, it's already changed. So yeah. we'll talk about Russia. Russia. Yeah. Let's talk about what am Russia, Steve. Russia's a big country. You haven't it's heard of Russia? It's huge. Yeah. It's like, it stretches all the, the way. End. <laughs> <laughs> it is a nation, a federation of uh, different states and nations that come together and they stretch from Eastern Europe all the way to the Pacific Ocean. That's yeah. fucking huge. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely massive. How much of that is actual, like I assume a lot of that is just blank, empty, um, nothingness. Because yeah. it's so far north, there must be a lot of it that's just. The majority of the population. I realize this isn't what I'm geography, but, but, no, that's, but what I'm geography, It comes Steve. into it, like, um, I don't know, rocks and stuff. <laughs> now that's the end of <laughs> Yeah. We I actually mean, have a geologist who listens to the show, so we do? Be, you be careful. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Actually, we're allowed to te- text him for like emergency information, but there's text no... Text him while I'm geography. There's no Wi-Fi and I can't get through. Oh, because the Wi-Fi was taken. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. Someone took the Wi-Fi home. So- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a big ass country. Mm-hmm. Been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Been the center of world history for an awful long time. And then for a little while recently, it dropped off the radar, but now it's back with a bang. Oh, yeah. And it's all over the news and all over everything. And probably a good time to take a breather and say what I'm Russia that is probably still something that will be going on in two weeks when this episode gets released oh great so wait not great good uh depends yeah. on your, depends on your, probably bad yeah. ultimately bad but ultimately. We'll, we'll get to the summary at the end ultimately bad ultimately bad that's just the that's finish just the, him yeah <laughs> Politics is an awful lot like Mortal Kombat when you think about it's true, it. true, yeah. <laughs> Who was it? I was talking to someone recently about Mortal Kombat and there's like Scorpio, there's Sub-Zero and there's all these Ryu, there's all these hyper-powerful people in it. But then who's the guy who's just like a normal man? But he's like an amazing fighter. He's the guy that like can kick in midair and like kick, 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 kick. Isn't he the guy? Yeah, but he's just a dude. Yeah, but he's a badass dude. It'd be like Jackie Chan. Like, I know Jackie Chan could hold his own if he joined the Avengers. I'd watch that movie. Do you know Jackie Chan? Every movie he, he's on set in, he buys a, a Segway. Do you hear about this? No. Yeah, so... How did he do that in the 70s? Well, well since, since the invention of Segways, did, he didn't just... Did he invent the Segway? Jackie Chan invented the Segway. That's Maybe it was meant to be something else, but he mispronounced it and now it's called the Segway. What, what would have... Is I, this guy... Are we... We are hurtling towards racism <laughs> country. His new movie is called The Foreigner and it's just a photograph of him. He's in a movie called The Foreigner. Yeah, it's coming out soon. Really? That's a bit on the nose. Oh, this isn't like an old, like, no, no, ah, no. that's just how they no, were no, no, back then is, kind of movie. This is a brand new movie from Hollywood actor Jackie Chan. Wow, okay. He's going to be in The Foreigner. Okay, let me tell my story. He buys Segways. Since the adventure of Segways, every movie he's been on, he buys a Segway and he rides it around set. He's an old guy. Yeah, but he's also incredibly physically fit. Oh, what he, he does kick, is kick my ass. he waits for a moment in which he sees a crew member or cast member who's in need of a Segway and he hops off it and gifts it to them, bequeaths it to them. And that's now their Segway for good. Forever. That must be really annoying. I mean... No, because like there was a story of... What like if they don't a, want it? There was like a a, a, um, a best boy or something like that who was looking at all this stuff back and forth, back and forth and was walking back to wherever, the studio afterwards. He had a long walk and Jackie Chan just pulls up next to him in a Segway, hops off, pats him on the back and the best boy gets on the Segway and 
segues off into the sunset. <laughs> Um, so Russia <laughs> <laughs> okay now it's starting to feel like the old shows <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, wait why was I talking about Jackie Chan um, oh the Avengers why the was Avengers, I talking about the Avengers working back from Mortal the Avengers Kombat, Mortal Kombat finish him, him. Uh, I, it was saying something along the lines of ultimately bad ultimately bad because I was going to make oh, the yeah, joke no, okay so yeah okay politics colon ultimately bad <laughs> Russia, call it ultimately bad. I'm pretty impressed with our ability to recall all that, actually. Yeah, look at that. We know when, yeah, that's. I, you know what I'm not impressed by? Our ability to podcast. That's <laughs> the segue. It's these segues. It's the segue. Oh, Jackie Chan. <laughs> so the thing about Jackie Chan is did you know that he buys a segue? Really? For every time he makes a movie? And I then, did not know that. Yeah, what did he do? Oh, do that again. Come on. <laughs> Okay, uh, Russia. Right, Russia. so how much do you know about Russia? Not a huge amount. Like, would you say, you know, the Cold War movies and stuff? Yeah, really? but like purely from that perspective, not from an academic, a sorry perspective, but yeah. from, um, I can try and think of a single Cold War movie right now. On for that October. On for that October. With the famous yeah, Russian actor, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah. Not even flawless. Not even trying to do a Russian accent. <laughs> like, ever tried to do anything? I am from Moscow. <laughs> yeah. Why are you trying to steer my submarine down the graft? <laughs> but do you want, is that, is that a good place to start? Uh, uh, Cold no, we'll, War, we'll, or do we go further back? We'll go a little further back. So it's a big country. Like, like it can, They don't like to call themselves a European country. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. I suppose since it is there on the side of Europe, you can call it a European country. So they've been around can for- Can you? Yeah. It's, it's really hard to define. So right. they, it's contextual. Yeah. Okay. Basically, I think the best place to pick it up is around like the 19th century or so when they wanted to put themselves out as a European power. So fast forward loads of times, they're a massive country with people taking each other over. And then eventually someone consolidated into something that you could call like a, a European kingdom. And they like a Russian Russia. coalition of yeah. a bunch of other smaller. You've seen there's a lot of infighting before this within regions. Like anywhere. Like, okay. Like, I don't know. Do you watch... What's the name of that? The Last Kingdom BBC show where it's the story where they actually invented England back in like the, the 11 or the like 10, 1000 AD. No. It was like England didn't exist before that. So right. someone had to unite a whole bunch of kingdoms. Of course, right. this is England. Okay. Same so Russian France. version of that. Yeah. They did that. Even they, Germany. Germany has only existed since like the 1870s. So mm-hmm. Russia's a bit older than that. Mm-hmm. So someone, a bunch of czars, I can't remember their surname, created this Russian empire. They consolidated all the bits around the east and then they started spreading out to the west slowly and slowly, but there wasn't really any people around to contest them. So they just kept going. Mm-hmm. So in the east, they wanted to make them seem like they were just as important and powerful as the other European countries, because that's kind of what you do mm-hmm. when you're on the world stage. You want to be able to strut your stuff and be just as impressive. Mm-hmm. And plus around that time, they were all intermarrying. So it wasn't just Wait, countries, who's all intermarrying? the leaders and the monarchs of these countries. Uh, At one point before World War One. How inter? Um, the Kaiser of Germany, right? The King of England, and the Tsar of Russia, right? Were cousins. All had an orgy. Oh, okay. okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> or better. Whatever. Yeah. But- <laughs> Depends on your perspective. I'm not, I'm well, not here to judge Russia. We Actually, know. Well, that's part of it. Go on. <laughs> we really are in the countryside, Richie. You really we're going back to your roots now. Oh yeah, cousin orgies. No, no holds. <laughs> <laughs> no handlebar holds bar. <laughs> 
I'm really glad your family left before we started recording. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they they started their stuff, they fought a few wars, and they were big and important, but then kind of they were a bit behind the rest of the European countries. So you had like liberalism and democracy moving up. So like whereas the UK had a king, it was mm-hmm. pretty much a democracy, has been for ages. We talked about that before. Yeah. Germany to a certain extent had had some democracy. The Kaiser was a bit of a dick, but ultimately they had more freedom. Mm-hmm. If you were a poor person in Germany or England, but in Russia up until like nearly the 1900s, they actually had feudalism. So Game of Thronesy style barons, lords who basically owned their peasants. They were Oof. called serfs. And that only got gotten rid of pretty recently. Serfs, serfs that's what they actually called like the, the common people, the peasants. Right. And that's like nearly 400 years or 300 years since the rest of the European countries got rid of it. So that's a big hangover to keep in mind when you're yeah. thinking about the Russian history. Right. So they did get rid of it to a certain extent, but still... It was pretty unequal and there was yeah. a lot of shit. There was a lot, it was very fertile ground for things like communists to form. And <laughs> fertile ground for communists to have orgies. You <laughs> <laughs> said fertile. So they, they went from the handlebar mustaches to just like little mustaches. And that's how you know a communist between a monarch. Yeah. So it's all filthy. It's all, it's all, it's all very sexy. <laughs> so you got lads like Lenin and Stalin running around and they're forming like communist countries and they're like, we need to get rid of the, the, the They're forming communist countries within... Not countries, parties. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Like okay. little organizations. And then the king is like, or the, what you call them, the czar. Mm-hmm. They were like, get the fuck out of here, you communists. That's too subversive. So they kind of banish them as well. But like, there's all these, there's anarchists going on there. But then there's also like democratists. And they're all kind of falling over each other to try and take power, like, and the among the common people. Mm-hmm. But then again, at the same time, you still had the normal Russian state going on where you had the czar and his nobles and all these people. And they made the mistake of getting themselves tied into World War One. Right. I'm not going to do a World War One history. That's like that's a separate episode. Uh, yeah, that's like a Dan Carlin 15 hour podcast trail. If you want to check that out on Hardcore History, uh, uh, can you just give me <laughs> summarize it, please? Okay. <laughs> Summary. Serbia. You, you see those sock puppets I laid out on the table in front of you. So, Serbia, Franz Ferdinand. He- <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> There's this guy called Archduke Franz Ferdinand. You know the Scottish band? That's where they got their yeah. name. Oh, yeah. He got shot in a place called Serbia. Okay. Um, who were friends with Russia. Austrians declare war on Serbia. Russia say you can't declare war on our friends. Right. France say you can't declare war on... If Russia are declaring war on Austria, we have to declare war on Austria. Okay. Germany are like, you can't declare war on Austria. We have to declare war on you. Oh, God. So then you had this massive world war when you actually added up. That's the entire European continent at war again. Hadn't happened for about 100 years since the Napoleon times. And right. then Britain, for some reason, goes, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> and then they got involved too. So then it was a massive world war. Russia was basically the only people fighting on the Eastern Front. You had two fronts between Germany and France and Britain and America eventually on the West. Mm-hmm. And then Russia had to hold up the entire fucking thing on the East. Wow. And they're basically just thrown soldiers. But as they were doing that, the entire system at home was starting to fall apart. So people were coming back maimed and all the men were being stolen away from the farms. There was starvation going on. Mm -hmm. It was even better opportunity for people like communists to. Right. People were the, the, the huddle masses were suitably disenfranchised with the. Precisely. Yeah. So, but it was actually, it's kind of unfair to give the credit to the communists. There were like regular Democrats and people also saying we need to change things and we need to be able to do it fast. So there sure. was a minor revolution where they took away a lot of the power that the czars had, like the absolute monarchs, and they took a bit back, but the monarchs were still able to stay as like ceremonial kings. Mm-hmm. But that didn't really work. That was going on for like a year or so, but the war was still going. Mm-hmm. So the problems didn't go away. Mm-hmm. 
And then all of a sudden in October 1917, Lennon rolled into town with his posse, takes off his gloves and just snaps his fingers. And then all of a sudden a Bolshevik revolution erupts. Oh, wow. They got like a couple of brigades of armies to join them. And before anyone noticed, they were in control. It was like a proper coup. Wow. Coup d'etat. So like, how how quick turnaround was this? It was over? like one at one point they weren't in charge. And then the second point they'd like taken over Moscow and St. Petersburg, the two main cities in Russia. Jesus. And once okay. they had them, they had the country. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then they quickly like did an emergency peace deal with Germany, stopped the Eastern front part of the war mm-hmm. and then had to set off to try and fight a civil war against people that didn't want to have communism put in. So Fuck. hot mess. Communism, like, you know, it's, equal sharing yep. Marxism. Like it's, yep. it's very different to the system that we're used to. Right. They wanted to impose that upon Russia because they thought that these Marxist ideals were the best things for the people. And this is like full on communism. Like this is, um, there's some disagreements about that. Some people thought that the one that Lenin was trying to bring in was like, kind of, he wanted to do it a little bit slowly. Right. But he actually died of a stroke a couple of years after they took over. I think he was only in power for like four or five years. And he never made himself clear. He, well, he, oh, he wrote, he wrote a fuck ton about it, right. but then he also, the way he started handling it, it seemed like he was going to try and bring it in slower. Right. And then the guys that came in after him were like, no, 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 no. We're going to do it full on all balls in or what's the point? Yeah. Balls in communism. Yeah. So they took over Russia. They won the civil war and they had a couple of like infighting agreements. And then long story short, at the end of it, Stalin was in charge by the thirties and he basically turned it into Stalinsville under communism. So he just became an absolute ruler. Like the monarchs were, the monarchs were before mm-hmm. and except, except there wasn't like fiefdoms. It was like the communist thing where you had the state on top and then they would distribute the thing and organize people. And that's how the economy was working. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't just decide, Oh, I can understand that people need Wi-Fi in this part of the world. So I'm going to start making Wi-Fi there mm-hmm. because and I'm going to make some money and provide a service to people. They were like, no, you have to ask permission to the state to do it under like, we wouldn't even ask permission. You have to actually like the state has to figure out that it's needed there and then they'd be the ones to do it. Oh, so you can't even. Yeah. Okay. It's like, there's no, there's no room for enterprise or anything like that. It just, that's, that's not part of the system at all. Right. Okay. So anyway, they kept on doing that. And after about 20 or 30 years, say like, let's say around the early thirties or the late thirties, he had killed a lot of people through killing the people that didn't agree with him fully. Okay. He, <laughs> he killed a lot of people through the act of killing, killing a lot of them. people. Yeah. Well, he did it two ways. Number one, he killed them by killing them. By like saying, I don't like that guy, shoot him. Mm-hmm. So he did that to a fuckton. Mm-hmm. But then he also, he did a couple of things like um, tried to reform the agricultural system and that ended up killing millions through starvation. Because he fucked up farming so bad. Yeah. Like how badly did he, what did he do? Just supply and demand shit? Like he just, it wasn't just enough stuff yeah, to go around. Precisely. Yeah. So like before that, you could say that the he Russians- also were, invested heavily in avocados. <laughs> <laughs> and avocados don't grow so well in the no, Serbian Eastern fronts. No, I've been there, been there. So I get, I get, I feel you, buddy. Um, well, like they used to have loads of little sm- small farms and he wanted, he said, that's really inefficient. You need to have like big fuck ton farms. But then it took a couple of years to get that right. And as they were trying to get that right, there was no food. So people starved and died. That'll and happen. yeah, by the time you got up to around the World War II stage, when Germany were looking at Russia, they're going, this thing is a pile of shite. Mm. All we need to do is kick the door and the rotten structure will fall and we can conquer ourselves some nice Russia. And <laughs> that's what they did. But then they didn't expect the Russians to actually fight back as hard. Right. And that helped to, like, I mean, you know, World War II, how that ended. Yeah. You've seen the movie? We, uh, I've seen, 
<laughs> we're, just, we're just constantly referencing movies. That's why we're, yeah, that's that's most we're not going to reference books. No. <laughs> Unless you, it's a book based on a movie. <laughs> and when I say, book, even, when I say <laughs> a book based on a movie, I mean a colouring book based on a movie. It's not even like a book that was turned into a movie. You know, you mean a book that was written about the movie afterwards. Yeah, like a cinematography book and how they got like the shots for, for <laughs> Saving Private Ryan or something like that. Um, World War Two. Oh, yeah. They kicked ass. They pushed Germany back and they took over and they won. So then all of a sudden Russia went from being like, like, and as this was going on, the rest of the world was looking. And so when the Bolsheviks and the communists took over, they like Russia or Sorry, America. Who's the, who's the Bolsheviks? The Bolsheviks are what the communists called themselves before okay. they took over. Sorry, that, that was like Lenin's gang. Okay. There was loads of different types of Marxists and communists and he had the guys called the Bolsheviks. Okay. And they're the guys that took over and turned Russia into the communist Soviets. Right. Watch Majig. Mm-hmm. Red Army, Arnold Schwarzenegger in those movies, that style. Rocky Four. Okay. Yeah. Hunt for the Red October. Rocky Four, the Hunt for Red October. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where Rocky punched the submarine clean out of the water. Man. They got fucked over for the Oscar that year. Well, I think they won. <laughs> it was like America in the 80s. It was all four, all that kind of shit. They yeah. got that fuck up. Um, the Russians were kind of ignored to a certain extent. Like they once the communists took over, the rest of the world were like, ah, oh, fuck it. Let's leave them to their own mad communist shit. Right. They just, there was no sort of. Yeah. Uh, they were like, it's going to, it's not worth our while to try and go in there and try and knock it out. Like, I mean, they're really weak. You can see they're killing all their people. Even like, there was no trade. There was no. No, it was, it was, it was, it was like really closed off. It was like, and, and like, we're talking before World War II here. So before like Russia still wasn't considered the big, superpower that it would become afterwards. That's, right. what, that's what I'm getting to here. So ah. they kind of just ignored it. And most of the countries concentrated on stopping communist insurgents in their own places. Right. So then they just let Russia be Russia. Mm-hmm. But then after World War II, Russia suddenly was like, it had moved its entire army all the way to Germany mm-hmm. and was still sitting there. And not only that, it looked like, like they, they could have moved into China as well if the war hadn't stopped by then. They, they turned it around and became at the end of it, like the second power in the world. Yeah. So then everyone was like, whoa, hang on now. This, this weird, crazy communist thing ruled by that crazy guy with a mustache called Stalin mm. who loves killing people. And we all know that mm. they're now the second most powerful, if not the most powerful country in the world, because it wasn't as easy to actually quantify these things. Right. They had definitely had the biggest army. Right. They didn't have nuclear weapons at the time, but they also knew that they could get them pretty quickly. Right. So that's when the cold war pretty much just started. So America so, so when was this? What year? Uh, 1945, right 45. after World War II. <sighs> Christ. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Quick every, turnaround, guys. People thought that they were actually, the war, like World War Three might have just started pretty much immediately, that they weren't, it was only because they had just lost so much yeah. that they wouldn't have done it. People like Churchill were like, let's keep these armies that we have and start fighting this Red Army because if we don't push them out of the way now, we might all end up becoming communists by the end of it. Right. They started to see what the Nazis were doing and they thought that the communist Russia would just do the same. Right. It turned out that that's actually what, like Russia, maybe, maybe they thought about it, but then they were like, nah, right. we just grabbed half of Europe. We're pretty st- solid here now. Let's just consolidate what we have. So they took all the Eastern European countries that before World War II were free and independent and basically said, these guys are red now and put in and said, oh, look, Oh, they, they just happen to want to be super socialist communist countries like us now. Mm-hmm. And they picked out their own puppet regimes, put them in charge. But then, I mean, if you want to be critical about it, you could kind of say that's that's what happened in the West as well. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, West Germany had a democratic country mm-hmm. because France, Germany and America and France, England and America wanted there to be a democratic yeah. country. So then on the on Eastern Germany, 
they had a socialist, communist, authoritarian country because that's what the Russians wanted right. to have. <clears throat> so you basically had this big standoff and things were getting pretty hot. So not only... Not the good kind of hot. Not the good kind of hot, but also still cold because they also knew that if the war started, it would be massively destructive because you'd have... And then eventually the Russians got the nuclear weapons as well. So it wouldn't just be a regular war with guns and stuff. You'd have them big bombs going off like what happened in Japan with people exploding. Right, yeah. You see Wolverine. <laughs> you know not what, even like... Yeah. You know, what, even. you know what happens when the bombs fall on Hiroshima? Yeah, Wolverine's fine. He's fine, but He's everyone else get fried up. No, that other Silver Samurai was fine. That's because Wolverine stopped it. Yeah. Presumably Wolverine would do it again. It's true. Yeah. Okay, so Wolverine will be fine. But everyone else <laughs> in Berlin. Everyone else in Berlin will be fried. Right. Okay. There's no and there's no X there's no other X-Men who can help out. Not yet. They don't come around until the sixties. Oh, okay. So the Cold War pretty much starts. Everyone just realizes that, hey, we don't we're Americans, we like freedom and, and capitalism and democracy and God. Mm-hmm. And these communists, they like communism not those things and not god and <laughs> authoritarianism and they don't believe in freedom mm-hmm. um, i guess i'm like if you're a socialist inclination mm-hmm. you probably would take a different tack to what i take ta- i take yeah i i've been raised surrounded by the propaganda of american stuff mm-hmm. whereas if you would be closer to the russian side or like yeah even i guess this yeah the, yeah maybe the the freedom part of what you just said there is yeah. More open to interpretations, like they don't believe in freedom. Maybe their interpretation of freedom isn't the same as the American interpretation of freedom. Exactly. But yeah, let's not get into that. This isn't what um, the ideologies of that shit. This is a funny show where I keep referencing movies to try and, <laughs> to try just try and bring in the context. I the way your movie references are just going more and more lowbrow to the point where I mean, I would just talk about X-Men. <laughs> hey, Logan was fucking brilliant. Logan, like, was, a, Logan was, was not lowbrow Logan was a triumph. Hey, we you started see the black with and white in the black and white version. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They were the entire. What's with this thing now? Where they're like they brought well, that with Mad Max as well. Castro Theater over where I was. They were doing the back-to-back screening of um, Mad Max Fury Road, black and chrome, which is their like black and white version, and Logan Noir, Logan Noir, which was like their noir version of Logan. And they both look. Apparently, when they the cinematographers were working on both, they hadn't built the 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 lighting and the coloring and stuff to be in such a way that it would work. Well, I heard the story with Mad Max was that the director was sitting on a plane and he seen someone watching the movie like on their, their little LED screen. Mm-hmm. And from whatever angle he was watching it, it looked black and white and mm-hmm. it was silent. So he's like, that's amazing. I want to do that. I want to re-release it black and white and silent because it really oh, works. it's silent as well? I don't, I don't I think it was. Be silent. I don't think he wanted, he, when he started yeah. talking about it, but then I think they just settled with black and white. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that would be ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> I mean. With so many car crashes and stuff in that, you need to hear it. <laughs> There's a dude literally riding around with a guitar that shoots flames. And he'd like, just be, you need he'd to still be shooting flames. That. He would still be shooting flames. Yeah, but they, you can't hear the, the sick ass riffs. That's anyway, true. Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> Where are we? Cold War. Okay. Cold War. So now you have Russia are now the second most important, if not the like, equally most important country in the world. Mm-hmm. And then they start, they're like, once countries get into these positions, they're like, hey, hey. I like, I like being powerful. And Do I they like, sound like that? Do oh, they yeah, sound yeah. Per- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I like being powerful. This, this feels good. This feels good to me. I'm going to talk closer to the mic and make it even creepier. I'm just going to peek over the pillow that Richie has. I can't has see you. Dip it down by the pillow. He's, he's like, oh, this is good. And like, Russia are like, oh, why don't we try and influence these Stop other it. countries? And Stop then it. America Stop were it. Like, <laughs> in America, we're like... <laughs> 
You can't even hear it, but you just know what it's going to be like when you listen to it. Yeah, later. I know, because I have to fucking edit this with my <laughs> headphones on. Okay, so Russia and America start like competing for influence all across the world. And Russia, they like it. They're like, oh my God, it's great being a second power. We finally, And not only that, you can kind of think that at the same time as them thinking themselves as being like a Western power, they also realize that they're, they, they occupy a large part of the world that counts as the East. Mm-hmm. And they've, they have a different kind of writing. They've got the acrylic writing. Their kind of Christianity is different to what the Western Christianity was. They use Eastern Orthodoxy, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of little bunch of subtle differences that make them like, I guess, civilizationally not as different as the Christian world was to the Arabian world or to the Chinese world or the African, but still different enough that when they want to, they can go, oh, no, 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 we're different. Yeah, we're different. yeah. So this is, they, and then they're like, oh, well, this is our power rising now. We can finally do it. So I'm trying to think of the movies. Dr. Strangelove was the, the black and white Cold War. Bombs going off. That didn't happen. Cuban Missile Crisis. They nearly blew up the world. They didn't do it. So then it kind of went on going until the late 80s. When so sorry, the Cold War spanned from what year to what year? You could pretty much say from like nineteen, well, not immediately nineteen forty-five, but like ni- definitely nineteen forty-eight, forty-nine, mm-hmm. up until I'd say ninety-one. Wow. Yeah. And like, on what? Where were on what fronts were the fights happening? Like, what uh, way did this manifest? This okay. Cold War. Easiest ones: Korea. Okay. So, this, the Western American Alliance backed South Korea. Mm-hmm. The communists backed North Korea, mm-hmm. and then they. Rather than fighting directly between each other, they would like fight true proxy countries. Yeah. Okay. Same. And then China, they would count as like the communist side as well. Right. They got involved in Vietnam. The Vietnamese did have ties. The North Vietnamese did have ties to Russia as well. But I mean, Cuba, Mm -hmm. that was a revolution. They became friends with Russia right on America's doorstep, freaked the fuck out of them, led to the Cuban Missile Crisis. X-Men first class. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, this actually works. (laughs) I told you. Um, where else? Like South America, there was always like Marxist regimes trying to spring up and they were right. getting help from Russia. So a lot of these wars happened through proxies. Always like, through proxies because yeah. if it would turn into a hot conflict between America and yeah. Russia, it would be nuclear missiles right, right. flying at each other and there wouldn't be a world anymore. So, <laughs> and as we both know, there is a world. I don't know. I'm in Kildare. There's no internet. So I don't know. Maybe the bombs. <laughs> it could have ended. We won't know. We won't know until my sister brings back the Wi-Fi. <laughs> so yeah. Up until, but then Russia, the Russian system just wasn't as stable. Mm-hmm. The communist system, it just, there was constant economic problems getting worse and worse and worse. And they tried their best to prop it up. Even politically, it was more unstable because they were authoritarian. So mm-hmm. then whenever it came to the point where the current leader who had managed to consolidate their power was going to die, everyone would start stabbing each other to try and figure out who would be the next boss. And that just led to more instability and eventually this dude called Gorbachev took over and he was like, okay, I can kind of see a couple of ways to get out of this and keep this Soviet Union empire together. Mm-hmm. If we just make a couple of little changes here and then all of, it all fell over. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, he was playing Jenga. Pretty much. Like, it's okay, just slowly. Yeah. I've, got, like, I've got a technique here. He's like, oh, no, 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 trust me. And the other guys were like, no, 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 no. Like the, the, the Red Army were like, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Like the, the Communist Party were like, no, 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 no. And he's like, no, no, sh- hang on. I'm, Hold on a second. I'm imagining a guy is like a Jenga, a really precarious Jenga tower and is held up by the base where there's only one block in the base and that's the one he's going for. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> if I'm pretty... quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can put it on the top and it'll all be fine. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work like that. No, and that's um, when it fell. The Eastern European countries, like the people were starting to get pretty fed up with living under the, the yoke of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. They seen the opportunity. Reforms were happening in Russia. 
Um, they didn't think he'd be brave enough because a couple of times, like in Hungary and a couple of other places, they did try and overthrow the Russian and Soviet influence. Mm. And they re- received the Red Army blowing up their cities as a result. Hungary was the worst. Um, they had like the actual Russian tanks were moving through the streets and killing people. Jesus. So they were afraid to do it. But then once they seen that this Gorbachev guy in the 90s, and not only that, you had Reagan um, saying in the like late 80s, he's like, oh, the Soviet Union is an evil empire. We we can't abide its its influence anymore, which mm. compared to the rhetoric that was going on before. Oh, like, is this the Gorbachev? Tear down this wall, that, that yeah. whole, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the dudes. That's the dude. Okay. So Reagan was doing that. So yeah. then they thought, oh, well, America will step in and defend us if it happens. And we, we didn't actually have to find out because they overthrew their governments and the Russians didn't try and stop them. So Poland, right. Eastern Europe, it all, once it happened with one. So moving on from Jenga to what's the one the, where you flick the dominoes? Strip poker. So the strip poker. Once once the bra came off, it was all over. <laughs> Wait, what what game were you talking about? Dominoes. Where you hit the dominoes and then they all fall. Yeah, dominoes. Yeah. You couldn't think of dominoes. I was like, what's the one with the dominoes? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so the dominoes all fall over and all of a sudden Russia is stuck just standing there gaping, going, oh, we used to be the most important co-power in the world and now I don't know if we can hold ourselves together. Right. So the country kind of fell apart. The The Communist Party just gave up. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a counter-revolution. It was like a quiet kind of thing. There wasn't that much. I don't think there was any bloodshed, if any. Mm-hmm. They kind of did attempt to take over using the army because they put in this democratic president after Gorbachev called Yeltsin. Mm-hmm. And they rolled up the tanks to his office. He stepped outside. L- like literally? Yeah. Jesus. He literally stepped outside as well, stood <laughs> on the tank and goes, fuck off. <laughs> And then they weren't brave enough to kill him. So they fucked off. Wow. And, and then after that move. happened, they were like, okay, so like they tried to do the same thing in China in Tiananmen Square. Yeah. People protest in Tiananmen Square. Yes, yes. It didn't end as well. No. They all died. Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of people were murdered. Jesus. <laughs> so the same thing kind of happened in Russia and the response was, okay, yeah, we back off. Mm-hmm. So all the countries got set up again and Russia lost nearly 2 million square kilometers or the Soviet Union lost 2 million square kilometers of territory. Mm-hmm. Um, new countries sprang up, Kazakhstan, Georgia, uh, Ukraine. They hadn't been independent before, but they were now. Um, and Berlin and Russia itself had to try and create its new, its new system. So it used to be entirely communist. Now it was capitalist. It had mm-hmm. to create market forces. It had to try and commit, create a democracy. But unfortunately, as they were doing this, it turns out that Boris Yeltsin wasn't a great guy to run it. He was a bit shite <laughs> in organizing stuff and he was an alcoholic as well. There's an, do you ever hear the old Irish saying circling the Shannon? No. It was apparently he was making a state visit to Ireland and he was, they needed to sober him up and they circled the Shannon oh, to like try and, in the airplane, like, to try and buy time before there's like a, a, a landing party. Did they have like, was he like hanging his window, head out the window, like <laughs> vomiting? <laughs> yeah. Like, here, have another coffee. I don't oh. know where this actually happened, but there was an old Irish <laughs> saying of like, oh, you're circling the Shannon, like you're trying to, you're drunk and trying to sober time up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So between the collapse of their empire, the breakup of their country, and like not only did they lose lands, but there were millions of Russian people spread across these former places. So even though the place was called Ukraine, there were, and like Latvia, Lithuania, Kazakhstan, there were Russians living there. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden they used to be the bosses. Now they were actually minority citizens. So Ukrainians were the big bosses and they were like the sub people. And while that was going on, a whole load of really smart gangstery guys said, hey, look at all this oil that used to be state owned, but is kind of free now. That's mm. mine. And Dibs. 
pretty much through the power of dibs, you had this oligarch system. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard that. Oli- no. Oligarch. It's um, it's like a technical term for um, political systems where basically rich people get a fuck ton of shit. Oh. And the actual rich people in question are called oligarchs. Oh. So that's the Sounds s- fair. Yeah. And as that was going on, there was this dude called Putin. So oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. That's I was wondering where this guy was going to come into play. Oh, see, he's, yeah, we actually have to get the third over that. The big reveal. When the Berlin Wall fell and the Russian Empire, the Soviet Empire collapsed, he was actually a spy in Eastern Germany. He was 40 years old, uh, working for the KGB. Apparently, mm. he might have actually been spying on Angela Merkel. What? And her kind of people at the time. Man. Yeah. I can't wait to see this movie in a couple of years. <laughs> Which X-Men movie will this be? It was actually Mystique. Putin was actually Mystique. Yeah, I can't believe I that. can't wait to see Jennifer Lawrence play Putin. <laughs> I think she gave up on the franchise, though, wasn't no, she? No, she's apparently coming back. So the new one that's coming out, they're doing the Dark Phoenix saga. Um, apparently she signed on for it. She was, her her contract ended. Yeah. Um, but she's, she's back. Okay. I, I assume they just threw a fuck ton of money at her. I mean, why not? Yeah, sure. What else are you going to do with her time? <laughs> Act. Anyway, <laughs> Putin, Jennifer Lawrence, maybe as important, but maybe not. Maybe not. we haven't got there. History yet. will decide. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Putin, he 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 realized that the KGB thing wasn't really going to work out, so he quit and he actually went into politics. Mm-hmm. And he worked his way up to become Boris Yeltsin's prime minister, like in '99. Mm-hmm. And he started appearing on television. Come across as like a pretty tough guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, this uh, this thing that's going on with Russia falling apart, that's not good. And mm-hmm. um, we need to start being tougher. Mm-hmm. And just as he was doing that, um, this place called Chechnya, which isn't its own country technically, it's a province in southern Russia near Georgia, mm-hmm. but it's Muslim. And a lot of people there would like to have independence from Russia. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that did that created warlord bands and basically tried to force out Russian control through force. Um, at the time, the Russians weren't really capable of pushing them back. But then a series of bombs went off in Moscow and a few other places and killed about 300 Russians. And the Chechenians were blamed. So right. once that happened... So, Putin, so when was this? This is around the late 90s. Okay. Putin stands up and goes, that's bullshit. I'm the prime minister. I'm going to sort that shit out. Yeah. I'm going to make Russia great again. Yeah, I've heard the theories. He, Yeah, but then there is also conspiracy theories and you actually have to call them conspiracy theories because there isn't any proof that right. perhaps the Russian security services did it on purpose to create a yeah, yeah motivation yeah but it's it, does, it doesn't matter what happened happened yeah. and Russia under Putin uses it as an excuse to fight back and actually start a war in Chechnya which is still going on to, to this day mm-hmm. so this Putin dude people started like him he went from having 2% of an opinion poll mm-hmm. which actually like is incredible to over 50 in a couple of years. because That has to, is that like... That must be a record. The, Actually, yeah, what was incredible be. that you can get 2%, like even Bush when he was going out was getting about 30 or 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it kind of has to be, people have to be going out of their way to... <laughs> but that, that gives you as an idea. So like in the mentality of the Russian people, that's how fed up and pissed off they were at the situation is like mm-hmm. 2%. Well, how many people actually think that the prime minister is <laughs> doing a good job? Mm-hmm. Nobody except for his family, apparently. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He went out and he answered a poll himself. Yeah, that was it. like five times. But yeah. Because he's mystique, he can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so they he consolidated his power pretty quickly. He started to see that these oligarch guys, mm-hmm. all that money that they were accumulating can be kind of useful, mm-hmm. both for buying nice stuff and for taking control of things. Mm-hmm. So he made deals with the oligarchs and he made deals with the crime bosses that had kind of moved in when the Russians, when this, the communist forces had moved out. And he made deals with the former security people like himself in KGB who had moved into like 
working in the regular state then afterwards. And through that, by the time it came for him to take over in 2000 as the president, he was very quickly able to consolidate power, like pretty much within a couple of years. Wow. So it went from being kind of a crackpot melting pot where the Western world was kind of hopeful that they would get their act together and just join mm-hmm. as like a big, powerful, but nice country mm-hmm. to becoming pretty much a one party state under Putin. And this is, can be largely attributed to the acts of Putin and his yeah, you can his really, leadership. Yeah. He, he's a really ruthless, shrewd dude. He knew yeah. exactly what he was doing as he was doing it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's easy to point back at something and go, well, obviously that was going to happen because he's such a clever guy, but I mean, you have to give him some credit. He did actually do it. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No, well, you don't know. Maybe. Try. I could try. I should try. <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's why I left America. I tried it over there. It didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to do like the, the United States of Bridgie? Yep. And didn't work out. Why have you not mentioned that on a political podcast before? Well, I was, you know, don't want to admit your own faults. <laughs> okay. You're going to the UK now? You want to be going to- I want to try it over there first. You, yeah, want be the queen, you want to be the Queen of England? Yeah, that's okay. my plan. Thanks for the support, Steve. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, the nasty things that Putin was doing as he was consulting power Sorry, was it, are you still recording? This? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just checked. Yeah. So the nasty things that Putin was doing as he was recording power, uh, um, consolidating power. <laughs> <laughs> as he was recording his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take three. The nasty things that Putin was doing as he was consulting in power, including killing a lot of people, disagree mm. with them, but not actually like him walking up and walking up and shooting them. So it could be that they just happened to die through radiation poisoning and arsenic and mm. getting shot in the head. Happens, happens. And disappearing. Happens. After they said bad things about Putin? Happens. It's per- Okay. You're taking note. Why are you writing all this down? Oh, you know, what else did you do? You said arsenic and what else? Okay. Yeah. And he, but then he also, he made, um, pacts with the conservative, um, religious people. And that started involving saying really bad things about the LGBT community. Oof. So yeah. for a while it looked like Russia might be moving up with most modern places and like making it normal. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden now, after about 15 years of him oppressing them and targeting them, um, it's, I think it's illegal to, to like talk about homosexuality in any form on, on, unless you're criticizing it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then in places like Chechnya where it's at its worst. So the people that run Chechnya at the moment, backed by the Russian army, they're bad guys. They say they don't, they're, they don't need to have any laws against homosexuality because they don't have any homosexuals in Chechnya. Oh my God. So you can imagine the the reasoning is for saying that and what's what's happened there. It's it's not good. No. Um a couple of the oligarchs, the guys that robbed all the money, actually some of them wanted to use the money to create their own political parties. Like some of the more liberal, they didn't like what Putin was doing and they wanted to have something closer to what the Western democracies were. Um he anyone that didn't agree with him, even if they were billionaires, he pretty much wiped them out. So he found something to accuse them of doing illegally, which isn't hard because they're corrupt businessmen. <laughs> he took all their stuff and pushed them, either forced them out of the country to live as, as like exiles mm-hmm. or put them into camps in Serbia where a couple of them are. Oh my God. Yeah. Like these are, these are rich entrepreneurs. Like former billionaires. Not, they're not entrepreneurs. These guys grabbed the oil and the resources that were there. Like they didn't invent Russian Facebook or whatever the equivalent <laughs> is. Like, I mean, there's no... Maybe they would have if they're not in camps. Well, 
Yeah, but or they would pay someone to do it because yeah, they're probably. already billionaires. They basically but, just, these, but these are former billionaires who have now been like, like are in camps. Yeah, actually, like Jesus. breaking rocks in East Jesus. Eastern Serbia. Jesus. That's crazy. That's how powerful this dude that's, is. That's ins- that's insane. He also knew that a way to control people in the modern age is to take over the media. So yeah. pretty much all Russian media now is state controlled by him. They don't. You don't hear any bad things that he doesn't want you to hear. Um, there's youth wings of his party that go around breaking up um, counter protests. There was one speech that was attacked recently by a, a swarm of flying dildo dr- drones. What? Yeah. Go back again? Okay. So this is one of the funnier ones. Right. So there's gangs of youth beating people up. Right. But then there's also dildo drones interrupting speakers who are trying to speak out against Putin. I mean, big dildos flying on little helicopters. The, the, this is coming hall. from Putin's people. Yeah. They've created dildo drones and they, flew them at people yeah. trying why to... Are why you, dildo drones? Why are you drawing the schematics? You said dildo... Um, and these are like quadricopters, not octocopters. Okay. Yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> on how big you want them to be. <laughs> these ones that I saw were pretty fucking big. <laughs> so what, what, why? It was, why? It, was, it was like... The guy wasn't able to speak anymore because well, everyone was like, look at the flying dildos flying at yeah, It was effective. I mean, I can barely continue on with the podcast with this image <laughs> in my head, let alone be a guy trying to deliver some sort of speech while they're actually around you. So, okay. Well, is there is there pictures of this shit that I can put in the yeah, show notes? Yeah, that, that, I actually okay, got I'll, that I'll, one. I got that I'll one from the, show notes. the uh, what's the name of John Oliver show? Uh, last week tonight. Yeah, he did. He did twenty minutes on Putin, and that's in there. And okay. there's, there's video footage of them popping around. All right, okay. I'll add. I'll add that to the show notes. Um, yeah. So, summing up, at this stage now, that's pretty much where Russia is. Right. Um, it is relatively better off than it was in the nineties, and mm-hmm. a lot. Some people actually, we've talked about how Putin has taken power, but a lot of people were okay to give it to him because they seen him as coming in and making Russia great again, fixing up the problems after the the Soviet heart collapsed mm-hmm. that drunk fella was flying around Shannon mm-hmm. letting the place get even worse so they think that he actually got a lot of things together unfortunately right. a lot of people had to get hurt for that to happen so now Putin is starting to look at the world outside right he still remembers when he was an operative mm-hmm. when the Soviet Union was one of the main powers in the world he wouldn't mind Russia getting back there and not only that he's not happy that pretty much after the Soviet Union fell NATO, which was the organization that was built to stop Russia, is now pretty much at their doorstep by having... So all the countries that used to be part of the Eastern Bloc under Russia are now part of NATO Mm. under America. And he doesn't like that at all. And one of the final straws was when Georgia, who border Russia in the Caucasus, which is kind of just like to the northeast of Turkey, Mm -hmm. that kind of bit, Mm -hmm. like east of Ukraine, Mm -hmm. they... We're just about, they, they were like, we don't like Russia. We want to be pro- we don't like having them sitting there in our doorstep. They might take us over. We want to get close to America, get close to the West. Let's join NATO. Before they could do that, Russia said, oh, hey, look at those two provinces you have there. It would be terrible if someone went in there and created separate countries with an army. And they did that in 2008. Putin has form of basically just sending in armies to other countries and taking land. And the people were like, oh, shit, what do we do here? Yeah. Do we start a war over? Yeah. To, like, I mean, they're tiny parts. They're like counties, the equivalent of counties. That's what they were. Right. It makes a big, it's a big deal for Georgia, but for yeah. the rest of the world, they're like, uh, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad, but like, we don't like this, we don't, but. Yeah. So then they did that and Putin was like, oh, that was kind of easy. So in 2011 and 12, I think it was Ukraine and they used to have a pro-Russian guy in charge. Mm-hmm. 
he got ousted by popular revolutions mm-hmm. um, and a pro-European, pro-American guy was put in charge instead. Mm-hmm. And Russia under Putin was like, no, 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 sir. We do not like this. They started talking about joining the EU. They started talking about joining by NATO. Mm-hmm. And to a lot of Russians, Ukraine shouldn't even be independent. They think it should be part of Russia. Right. So they basically went and took another part. They took Crimea, which was a big part of yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. Russia just went and took it. Everyone's like, oh, well, that's worse. Yeah. What are you doing? It's really close to the EU. Yeah. But then to make things even worse, they're, they've been stoking uh, opposition groups in the East. Like there's a lot of Russian ethnic people living in Eastern Ukraine mm-hmm. and they're starting to, Russia are like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if you were like an independent East Ukraine? Here's an couple of secret soldiers to try and do that. And then, no, oh, no, there's a war going on now. Yeah. Russia are starting to creep and crawl and trying to get more and more influence there. I, I can see what you mean by the, like, describing him as a shrewd man. Yeah. These are... These are, like, wars that aren't really wars. Like, like going yeah. back to the, like, to echo what we were talking about before, like, using proxies and being super strategic with other resources. Yeah. <laughs> For want of a better word, like, that's, that's the key. So, that's a good segue. Yeah. Jackie Chan. That's, film, that's a good Jackie Chan on the Segway <laughs> to riding uh, off to the sunset. So Putin has also developed um, Russia's cyber um, capabilities. There's a big, big power of computer hackers and stuff working in Russia. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of him putting resources into like the state back stuff. Mm-hmm. But then apparently also the, the, the norm is, is that whenever you find like a teenager hacker, who's an amazing little nerd at breaking into shit, mm-hmm. they, uh, they eventually get caught. And the deal is go to prison or yeah, or help work us. For us. Yeah. Or work for us. So he's got, he's got his own little army of Russian nerds who are capable of breaking into some pretty heavy shit. He decided to direct them first. So he was using that in places like Ukraine, trying to like use his own forces. And in fairness, like America, we're kind of doing the same. They've oh, got, I mean, yeah, yeah. They, there's, they, there's they do the same in there. Russia. They try to help the, the pro-American forces in Russia. Yeah. But then Russia did something that's pretty unprecedented. They actually went and targeted the American democratic system and mm-hmm. they, they seen Trump, who, because Trump is a giant toddler, mm-hmm. thought that Putin was a big, strong boy mm-hmm. and he's making Russia great again. Why don't we become friends with him? Mm-hmm. And I can, I can do the same thing to make America great again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's famous for saying that. And perhaps it's not proven yet, but maybe even doing business dealings with them with mm-hmm. Putin beforehand, before he actually became a politician. So Russia were like, it would be nice if this guy was in charge. Or at least we'd have some fun in annoying the Americans by hurting that Hillary Clinton one, who we know won't be nice to us. Yeah. So they, there's kind of three, three, three main threads going on. I, I don't know if I should talk about the third one because I don't like it. It's kind of a conspiracy theory. One. Well, let's do the first two anyway. Yeah. So the first one is that Russia directly interfered with the U.S. election by hacking into the Democratic Party. Yeah. Um, stash of emails. They did. Do That's that. been established. That's now. proven. Yeah. yeah. It was through. I think we talked about it before. Someone in the in the Democratic Party headquarters got an email. Mm-hmm. They sent it onto the security guy. The security guy said, "Under, he, I can't remember what way he phrased it. He meant to say, never open that. Yeah. But his email, because of a typo, said, open that. Oh. <laughs> and that's how the Russians got in. And they got all the emails. They released them. It was embarrassing and, and bad for the Democratic Party. Yeah. And was like a direct, it was like a direct... Ex- um, example of Russia interfering with American democracy. Yeah. So Russia went from being the defeated superpower by the hands of the great American eagle, like, you know, the guy you were writing last week <laughs> for that other episode. 
Check out last week's album artwork. Album artwork. <laughs> album artwork. Album album artwork. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm taking this podcast in a bold new direction. We're now going full on EDM. <laughs> oh wait, episode oh. artwork. I'm still jet lagged. <laughs> quite tired. <laughs> so they went from they went from being the amazing American can't stop us now to all of a sudden getting hacked by the people that they thought that they kicked the shit out of. Yeah, which is pretty embarrassing. It is. Yeah, and they're not happy about it at all. Then there's also another, some people think that the people that help Trump get elected have direct ties to the Putin regime yeah. through business dealings or political links. So Michael Flynn, who was very briefly the NSA director. Very briefly. Very briefly. He, was he the NSA director? I can't remember what exact exact title was. Mm-hmm. Turned out that he was actually over in Russia having a fuck ton of contacts. And at when... The Obama administration around January or maybe late December put stricter sanctions on Russia. There was a phone call recorded between Russia, um, I think the Russian foreign minister and Flynn, uh, where Flynn said, don't worry, don't react to these sanctions. We're going to get rid of them when we come in. And the really weird, so we, nobody knew that that was going on at the time. Yeah. What the normal thing is, is that America put more sanctions on Russia. Russia come back and say, we're going to sanction you. Russia didn't actually respond to the sanctions. So people were like, that's fucking weird. Mm. And then it turned out that Flynn had told them not to because he'd be able to turn them around when he gets into power, which is just bad. Yeah. It's like, number one, it's an incoming administration um, undermining the present administration, which yes. is like, re- in, in terms of American democracy, is like really bad. Yeah. So like, it's it's almost like a semi-coup d'etat. They haven't got in yet. You're not allowed to do that. You have yeah. to let the current president finish out. Yeah. And then secondly- Completely undermines the entire yeah. system. And then secondly- People don't like Russia and they like America. Why Why is this guy doing these things to try and help what, what is considered like a hostile enemy? Yeah. It's pretty much established that the Russians hacked in to the Democratic Party and did a couple of shitty things like online by creating like troll bots and stuff like that and mm. like just piss people off generally. But just like that happens. All the, the best thing to do that is to try and make your, your defenses better. Mm-hmm. There isn't too much going on about that. The, most of the investigations that you hear about going on in Congress and the FBI are about the links between... Russia and the the Trump campaign because some of those things can actually be illegal. Yeah. Like if they told lies, it's actually illegal for a private citizen, which they would have been at the time, to do these kind of deals with foreign powers. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where most of the investigation is going on. The third one that I don't really want to talk about because it's kind of conspiracy theory. You can mention it. We don't need to give it any weight. It's the dossier that was kind of released in January, apparently by a former British intelligence officer that says that the Russia have videotapes of Trump that they can use to blackmail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've made jokes about this. Yeah. It's funny to make jokes about. Yeah. But there's absolutely no proof to it. There's no... no it, has, it hasn't been proven, but it was reported on pretty widely. So I get, But then I just, I mean... It's reported on pretty widely because it's a sexy news story. I don't know if sexy is the right word to use. It's, well, nasty. It's yeah. a nasty news story. <laughs> salacious. It's salacious. That's the word. Uh, the jet lag is getting to you. You're getting so tired. <laughs> Steve, I'm really... I don't know my arse from my head, Steve. I'm really I'm okay. Really well, tired. that's that's pretty much the wrap of it as well. I mean, that's the that's where what am Russia is and where they stand in the world. So they don't have their arse from their head. Is that what? No. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were trying to bring in what I had said. No. It, sorry. Well, okay. To bring in what you said, Putin definitely does know his arse from his head, whereas the people that are in charge of America at the moment don't. Okay. So he's he's exploding that for all it's worth, and he's trying to make Russia great again. Right. And at the moment, he's doing a pretty damn good job of it. Yeah, it seems like the parallels between. Trump's ideology and Putin's actual action. 
there's there's some there's some interesting parallels there that I never really thought about. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of people are worried. Well, were worried before Trump came in that he could be the kind of authoritarian figure that would use the same game plan as what Putin did to to take over. Right. But I don't think people are really worried about that anymore because right. they're so incompetent. He's more competent than it's yeah. like Jesus. Yeah. They they he's not sly. He, they are not. There's not a shrewd. You wouldn't describe no, him shrewd. No. <laughs> yeah. So people are just worried that he's like as he's throwing his tantrums. That's where the damage is going to come from. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that, but what might happen is the next person. Mm-hmm. So maybe Donald Trump is the the Elson, mm-hmm. and that the next person will be the equivalent of Putin. But that's. Other speculation at some point. But The Rock is talking about running for presidency in 2020. So if that happens, then we can go back to our conversations about movie stars. Which party does he want to run for? It's going to be a new party (laughs) called The Rock. I don't know. I have no idea. It was just like Oprah and The Rock were like the two celebrity names. I don't know. Have you not heard about that? Yeah, I did. I don't don't think there's any way to it whatsoever. I think it's just. I don't know. No shit. Um, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Yeah, I guess we would have had this conversation a couple of years ago. <laughs> a couple of, a year ago. <laughs> a single year ago, people were still writing it off that, oh, they the Republicans have fucked themselves over by nominating this Egypt. The yeah. Rock seems like one of the most articulate, art- comprehensive people <laughs> to put in charge now after what's just happened. Yeah. Oh, man. Zuckerberg versus Oprah versus Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Zuckerberg another name. That's yeah, yeah. He's well, he's doing a tour of America, like he's got, and all the photographs that are coming out of it are like politician photographs. Really, so it's a possibility. If he did it, it's scary because he knows all er, everything that everyone does. (laughs) Yeah, it's all in his head. It's an eidetic memory. (laughs) Facebook is in his brain. Exactly. He's seen our eagle picture. Uh, Is that it? I think that's it. Cool. I think that's it. That's that's what I'm Russia. Cool. Good stuff. Well, now I'm too jet lagged. I'm going to need you to steer the ship home. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fading pretty fast. <laughs> you don't have any game set up for the end of this? Or? No, Steve. You're my, you're my game is now. Just keep my eyes open <laughs> until I can hit stop on the you're recording. Not, you haven't opened them in 15 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> if, I, if I end up, if this turns out this whole last hour of recording was a dream and I wake up and it's like you arriving at the house I need to record all this again I'll fucking cry no Richie it's over okay do you want to talk about what's keeping you sane or do you even have oh not not much (laughs) not much oh yeah the point I'm keeping us sane yeah so this is we've we've only done this once before so yeah we forgot to do it last time we forgot to do it every other time so it's just uh, we thought it'd be a nice way of ending the um, each episode of the show where we talk about the things the non-political things in our life that are keeping us sane when we spend too much time thinking about the political things. Me, I bought a Nintendo Switch that um, I planned on playing my entire week off in between America and London while I'm home at my parents' house. The plan was to just revert back to my primary school days where I just spend my summer holidays playing Nintendo. So I got my Nintendo Switch and I got Breath of the Wild. And so far I've been living my life in Hyrule. And so it's a big deal for me to join you in the real world to record this podcast. As soon as you leave, I'm going back into Hyrule to try and save it because... However bad Russia and America is, Hyrule's in a far worse state. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's not good, Steve. It's not good. Ganon has really just done a number on that whole place. So I'm going to go in and try and fix it. How about you? What are you up to? I finished watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, shit. All of it. Yeah. Yeah, I know you were taking that on a while back. Yeah, I took that on back in November. And to be honest, I didn't watch all of it. I had like a a cheat sheet that told me like which episodes that were too bad you could skip. (laughs) To be honest, how many are there on that list? Uh, I'd say like... It tells you to skip about 30% of the episodes, but we're talking about 
eight seasons, seven seasons. Yeah, it's a, it's it's of a, like twenty five episodes a yes. season. So that's forty five minute episodes. Yeah, it was a big undertaking, and yeah. I'm very proud. But you know what? I used to always say that Star Trek was stupid. Yeah. And now I really regret not watching it beforehand. It really? was so much fun. Yeah, it I've was, heard it for a lot of people. It's very formal. You haven't watched it? I've never watched it. Yeah, no, it I've is, never watched it. Pretty, I've heard like it's yeah morally it's good. It's very grounding. It's yeah. very it's quite sincere. Like it's not a very like ironic show. And it's no, no. They don't like they wear everything on their on their yeah, which like, is great. On their sleeves like it's great. They they don't like they know that it's a cheap TV show where the only thing that distinguishes a human from an alien is a bit of plastic shit on someone's forehead. Right. Yeah. But they're like, well, whatever. That's how we. That's what we're going to use to tell our stories. Yeah, for sure. And then it's about the story. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard nothing but but good things. I just the investment of time. I respect you for 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 doing that. Thank you for, yeah, it was definitely a great use of my time to watch seven seasons of a show from the 90s. Okay, respect was in quotes in that sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't have to do the air quotes. We can see each other now, okay? Yeah, you can see me roll my eyes. It's great. <laughs> do you see they're bringing uh, Star Trek back? Yes. It's, is it going to be the movie set in the cinematic universe? The, it's, I or is it not? Yeah, it's going to be like the... Chris Pine side of things, I think. Is it? But like, obviously none of those actors, but it's going to be. Yeah, that same no, like Jason character. Isaacs is the, is the new captain. Okay. Who's uh, Jason Isaacs? You know, that English guy that's in everything. He's Malfoy's dad in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in everything else. Okay. He's okay. one of them actors that are in everything. And did you see uh, Seth MacFarlane's parody, the Orwell, the Orville, the Or... He's, so he's got a Star Trek TV, Star Trek-esque TV show out. Really? Where... The premise is, so he's got, it's like a similar thing, but it's like a comedic take on it. But from what I've heard from early reviews and stuff, it's not, it's not parody in the sense it's ma- making fun of, it's making fun with, like it's having fun with the genre as opposed yeah. to, because you know, Big Bang Theory is like, ha ha ha, laugh at the nerds, but a show like Community is laugh with the nerds. Yeah. So it's kind of that okay. similar, similar thing. I've heard, huh. I've heard. I've, the trailer's not great for it. John most, Favreau was directing the first episode. Fuck. Yeah. So they're putting, they're putting some, some, some effort behind it. Okay. But um, yeah, it's 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 supposed to be just like a comedic take. Like the, I think the premise is that the, the whatever their equivalent of the um, Federation, they're overstocked on on spacecraft, and so they're just giving everyone like everyone's been made a captain, and so Sam McFarland, who's this incompetent dude, has just been given his own team. Is it live ship. action? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, and he's the he's the writer of it and starring it. So mm. yeah, it could be interesting. Mm. I don't know. Maybe check that out. Maybe not. I don't care. You do, you're your own man. Okay. I'm sleepy. You're actually like lying down on the floor now, so yeah, we better should. wrap it up now. Do you want to do this Twitter stuff? Sorry. <laughs> that was a real yawn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Twitter stuff. Twitter stuff. Uh, I say Twitter stuff. Yeah, like what, like, like what, how a grandparent would refer to like social media in general. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I understand what you mean. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. This, we had a good response uh, to the last episode. There's yes. a good... Uh, talk on Facebook in particular we got a very cool comment from a dude called Mike Gearhart I presume I'm pre- pronouncing that right Gearhart sounds like a great Dungeons and Dragons name like for uh, a, a car- yeah. like a steampunk universe yeah 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 I'm Gear- yeah, Gearhart yeah but he doesn't spell it like that oh, it's probably spelled like whatever language it comes from oh, okay yeah but okay. yeah if it was actually like phonetically spelled the English way yeah that- Gearhart's a great name so despite that it's still an amazing message okay yes fantastic I'm sure <laughs> Okay, I'm going to quickly get through it. Go for it. Basically, he just wanted to comment on the last episode. He thought it was fantastic. It really was. Thanks mm-hmm. very much to the two dudes for coming along. And oh, yeah. Set. Cisco and Hassan. Yeah, the last episode was our What I'm America, our little retrospective on what it meant to be American. And He just wanted to point out that he's an American, so he wanted to point out that California is very different, um, almost like a different country compared to most of the places in the United for States. For sure. And maybe that's not something we hit on enough. Like yeah. All three of our perspectives were all very Californian because that's yeah. where we're all... We're all 
that's all of our exposure came from California. Exactly. So. And he was, he's from, uh, he lives around Philadelphia, New Jersey, suburbs of New York. And now he lives in the Pennsylvanian portion of the Rust Belt. So he's kind of just pointing out that this is different. Different. California. Fundamentally different. Yeah. And he liked, well, he, he, he kept on, like we kept using the melting pot metaphor for America, which is pretty common. It's like the standard. Yeah, a bit of a cliche actually, probably. But he did point out that at one point, one of the dudes called it a stew and he thinks that that's probably more astute. So a melting pot implies everything gets melted down and mixed together into one big homogenous soup. In reality, he thinks that America really is probably more like a stew. All of the flavors tend to mingle a little bit into everything, but you can definitely tell the potatoes from the beef and the carrots from the beans. This dude knows how to write. (laughs) Nothing is is subsumed completely. And I think that probably contributes to a lot of the divisions we see in our country. It's a blessing and a curse. We get to see all the awesome diversity while at the same time we can almost become tribal in our affiliations and our exclusions of people that are not like us. This is definitely not the case everywhere. You see the exclusion most often in areas that are already homogenous, where people are less likely to know someone else who doesn't like look like them. It's easier to vilify a faceless demographic than it is to vilify your neighbor. So he's kind of just pointing out that while these two dudes come from diverse backgrounds, they still grew up in a place like California, yeah. which there are way more differentiates around place. Yeah, the diversity so I guess, is yeah. palpable, yeah. Whereas in places, I guess, where he's trying to say where he comes from, it's even worse because they just don't have people from somewhere else and for it's sure. harder to associate with them. Yeah, yeah it, it, we get like, that's what Ireland's like as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like we've talked about before, 94% yeah. Catholic white while we were growing up. But even you know I mean? the differences between Dublin and probably most other places outside of Dublin and yes. Ireland are massive. Like Dublin is a multicultural city with people sure. from all over the place, but then actually the suburbs of Dublin in certain places if you're not from there, they'll be like, oh, stranger. Yeah, yeah. yeah or you're so, a blow-in yeah. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that that that, that whole piece um, that Mike, Michael? Was it? Yeah. Mike. Mike wrote out, um, fantastic. Yeah. Like, where's that dude's podcast? <laughs> what are we doing? So, yeah. Uh, thanks very much, Mike. Um, thanks to everyone else as well that commented, liked, and shared it. Um, please yeah. continue to do that. That's mm-hmm. what keeps us going. And we're on Twitter at WhatAmPolitics. Uh, stick the same thing into Facebook you can find us mm-hmm. um, yeah get in touch we'll try our best to get back to you yeah that's it uh, I'm going to go use your dog as a pillow and that's what he's there for yeah so you can you can let yourself out oh. will you be able to find your way back without any internet <laughs> I just realised <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> okay. just point me towards Dublin and I'll try and make it um Okay, bye. (laughs) Can we say goodbye? Because you're like right in front of me. Well, I'll say goodnight. Okay. Okay, Goodnight. (laughs)